0: I'm going to share something with you that sounds a little bit like bro science and then I'll explain why it isn't. So you may have heard that the average human has between 10 and 20 pounds of impacted putrefying fecal matter in their intestines. That's not only a source of toxicity, but it's interfering with optimal digestion, absorption, and, and assimilation of nutrients. I thought this was nonsense. However, I recently did a deep dive and an exploration. After one of my clients went to a detox clinic that was using this specific cleanse that I'd never even heard of, that you probably haven't either, helping people with addiction, helping people with cancers and disease states and getting all sorts of crazy results and moving pounds of this putrefied mucus and fecal matter out of the intestines and colon and completely restoring people's health. So after he had this insane experience. He told me about it. I told him he had to hook me up. And his medical staff were a little bit hesitant, but I eventually convinced them to allow me to get a kit. And I went through this three-day detox. And the first day was kind of challenging, but you're drinking different packets and nutrients and that sort of thing. On day two, I had multiple feet of this rubber-like, almost silicone, gelatinous, mucus, feces, almost like it was like every piece of gum that I'd ever swallowed from childhood until now was coming out. I couldn't even believe this stuff was inside of me. and This continued for the next two days until I finished the cleanse. I felt so much lighter, so incredible. I was, I was actually taking videos of my trips to the bathroom So that i could show other people because i was completely blown away and i'm telling this story not only because it's disgusting but also in kind of a twisted way a little bit entertaining but because the reason that so many of us struggle to get in incredible shape you know to get off that last 10 20 pounds yeah some of it's discipline yeah some of its willpower but a lot of it is what's going on in your gut it's these sources of toxicity from the inside It's the microbes like candida and parasites and and dysbiosis in the gut that are producing endotoxins and inflammation from within your body that are interfering with your metabolic health, running your hormones into the gutter, especially your thyroid hormone, your sex hormones, and your insulin sensitivity. And if you're the type of person that has been fairly healthy, Disciplined, doing all the things that you, you quote unquote, should do, and you haven't yet found that next gear. I would like to help you if this is a mutual fit. I'm going to be working with a small handful of men that are passionate and excited and determined to take their body and their health to its full potential, to get visible abs, a six pack in the next three to six months. This will involve multiple steps, but essentially we are going to eliminate every roadblock that stands between you and the body you have always wanted and get you in the best shape of your life. We're going to do detailed laboratory tests, a full blood panel beyond anything that you could possibly get at your doctor, even if you do hormone replacement therapy or anything like that, it blows all of that out of the water. We're going to get a complete minerals and metals test, a complete candida metabolic and vitamins test, a complete omega and inflammation test, complete food sensitivity test, complete stress, mood, and metabolism test. We're going to do metabolic typing to create personalized nutrition program for you. and, And then we're going to combine that with biohacks and a proven process and expert guidance from me to optimize your sleep, your gut, Your hormones, your nutrition, your training. We're going to use these diagnostics and tools to figure out exactly where there are breaks in your chain, fix those, optimize them, and then combine that with accountability, where you and I, you have me walking you through this process every step of the way and showing you exactly what you need to do to get the fat off, to get down to the leanest, most vibrant, ripped, shredded optimized version of yourself possible this is only for men who are in a financial position to invest in themselves it's only for men who are willing to radically change their nutrition radically change their training radically change their mindset radically change their environment men who are willing to do whatever it takes to achieve these results and willing to go all in for that 90 90 day to 6 month period we're going to start with a full fight camp, like you are a world-class championship fighter going into the fight of your life. We're going to be 100% focused, dialed in in every facet, like every single decision that you make is either moving you closer to victory or further away. And every choice that you make will either result in you having your hands raised as a champion or getting knocked out. And realistically, this is not for most people. Most people do what most other people do, which is make choices that result in them being fat, sick, depressed, and leading lives of quiet desperation. This is for the 5% of people who are all in, who are excited and determined to explore their full potential during this life experience. If you are interested in having a conversation to see if this is a mutual fit, Go to biohackercoaching.com, fill out the short form, book a time on our calendar to talk with myself or someone from our team. I've never done anything like this before. This is completely comprehensive. All of your labs are included. All of your supplements and biohacks are included. You're going to get my favorite fat burner. That you can use. it's. I'm, I'm, I'm going to blow the surprise. It's an amazing espresso machine. I'm going to give you the only type of espresso I drink, and I'm going to show you how to use it to burn way more fat. I'm going to show you how to get maximum results in minimum time from your workouts. There's a lot of people that you probably look at them and they might be in better shape than I am at 40 years old and whatever. I think I look pretty good. I'm pretty happy with 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 the way that I look and feel, but there are some guys that I'm sure are in better shape. I guarantee they work a lot harder than I do. I'll show you how to unlock maximum fat loss, build maximum muscle in minimum time. I'm gonna give you my favorite biohack for getting shredded. We're gonna literally send you an Airdyne bike and I'm gonna teach you exactly how to use it, what workouts we do. We're gonna automate your nutrition. I'm gonna send you a juicing machine that you can just load up, hit a button and it juices it all for you so you don't have to stand there and it's easy to clean. We're gonna get you some other stuff for home workouts how to dial in and and self-quantify your training so that you know that you are in that Goldilocks zone. Too little doesn't work. Too much doesn't work. You got to be right in the sweet spot. And you're going to have me guiding you through it every step of the way. We're going to create a custom supplement program. You'll have full access to my calendar. We'll be on the phone every week at the beginning. And then once we kind of hit stride with things every two weeks, there's never been anything like this, especially where you have direct access to me. I'm not putting you off on other coaches or anything like that. This isn't, um, while well, this could be a program, I think Dr. Peter Atia charges something like 100000 bucks for a program that isn't even close to this. And I will be taking you through at the highest level with the full diagnostics, knowing exactly what labs to order for you and then how to interpret those labs and then translate those interpretations into actionable results that will help you become the best version of yourself. Then we, t- we tailor that into the expert guidance phase, as I mentioned, where we're optimizing your gut, your sleep, your hormones, your nutrition, your training, everything. And Then you have that expert accountability with me via text message. You're going to be taking photos of your food. You're going to be training six days a week. That doesn't sound sexy, but I'm going to put it out there so that you know what you're getting into. I know I'm talking, to the, I'm talking to the psychos in the room, the people who want to push themselves, who want to be challenged, who don't want to just get by, and they want to see what they're capable of if they direct all of their faculties and focus to a proven system that is personalized for them with someone like me in their corner. So if you're interested in this, go to biohackercoaching.com. Fill out the short form, book a time for us to talk, and then send me a text message to this number, 847-989-3743. Put VIP in there if you want to have your application moved to the front of the line. I'm only going to be working with a small handful of guys. If you would like one of those men to be you, let's do it. Much love. This is your life, and it's ending one minute at a time. I was blind, but now I see Jobs we hate, so we can buy shit we don't need. Ideas, If you had one shot, everything I'd ever read, heard, seen was now organized and available. Now your fucking khakis. Life moves pretty fast. The Biohacking Secret Show. What's up, biohackers? We're back. After a long break that hopefully some of you guys noticed. We are back with a new episode of the Biohacking Secrets Show podcast. I've got a fun update for you guys on some of the things that have been going on in my life that will help explain why there was a hiatus and uh some really really cool episodes coming up that I've had sort of in backlog and just wanted to get you guys like this update episode first and then we're also going to be covering some some really powerful and exciting things that will be relevant to a lot of you guys and and also give you an inside look at some of the processes and and precision diagnostics uh, order of operations that we use with coaching clients and and solving some of the health challenges that all of us uh need to be aware of you know as 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 we get older the, the older we get the more we experience a decline in our hormone levels the, various accumulation of toxicities that, that then interfere with optimal cellular functioning. And, uh, so having a a wider array of tools in your toolkit, not only is essential in having a high degree of health mastery in your own life, but also being able to help the ones that you love. And um, I think that's a good place to kick off. You know, in, in this episode, let me give you a little bit of a teaser. All right, so we've got we've got some really cool things. We're, we're going to talk about biohacking anemia, which is a condition characterized by low iron and ferritin. We're going to be talking about detoxing metallic nanoparticles from the body, and how not to die of a heart attack. Heart attacks cardiovascular disease cerebrovascular disease which includes strokes that that's the number one killer of of men and women so if we can protect and safeguard ourselves against that we're taking a huge leap in decreasing our chances of dying from all causes at least in the way that that I approach it so that's kind of the the nuts and bolts of where we're going to get after this update um Actually, you know what? This is kind of be fun. We're going to do it a little bit freestyle, and I think you guys will enjoy this. So a little bit of a teaser. Many people don't realize that there are non-biomarker uh, diagnostic tools at our disposal that tell us a great deal and reveal um, a tremendous amount of insight about what's going on in our body, our risk of experiencing something like a cardiovascular event, a heart attack, or even our probability of, of dying from all causes, you know, all cause mortality, as they say. Um, And we can see these with, you know, with our eyes, right? So here's one example. and, and, And this is something that we take all of our clients through in helping them to quantify their risk of dying from heart attacks, cancer, neurodegenerative disease, which has climbed into one of the leading causes of death now alongside cancer and heart disease, Um, because those are essential to address in any longevity program. You know, you can't be talking about resveratrol or any of these agents that that people are implementing, NAD, rapamycin, whatever. They're almost irrelevant if you haven't, in, in a thorough fashion, Protected yourself and and accurately quantified your risk of dying from, you know, at least those those three major causes: cancer, heart disease, uh, you know, heart disease includes cerebrovascular disease, stroke, neurodegenerative disease, dementia. And then, you know, to a lesser degree, you've got the um the metabolic conditions like diabetes and insulin resistance and all that other stuff and I'm, I'm leaving out things like death from medical error, which is up there. Um, and, and we're sort of assuming that these are, you know, for someone that doesn't, that doesn't smoke cigarettes or, you know, engage in, in, in those behaviors that are obviously going to significantly increase your, your risk of death. So this is a fun little, um, non biomarker diagnostic tool that you guys could use and the way that it works is is basically this like so there are at least 30 different studies that have shown that a diagonal crease in the earlobe is a sign of increased risk of heart attack like you could literally go right now don't do this if you're driving obviously but you can look at your ears um And you could see if you have a crease in your earlobes, I know this sounds out there, but um, stick with me. I'll back it up. Um, If you have a crease in your earlobe, this is also called Frank's sign, and it's in just one of your earlobes. They call that a a unilateral earlobe crease. So just on one side, uh, that is associated with a 33% increased risk of heart attack. And if you've got it on both sides, It's associated with a 77% increased risk of having a heart attack. And the reason is because chronic circulatory problems cause the blood vessels in the earlobe to collapse. This then creates a crease in the earlobe. So, a diagonal earlobe crease is, in some cases, an equal or better indicator of sudden death from a heart attack than age smoking weight high cholesterol or even a sedentary lifestyle yet when was the last time you know you had someone a doctor whoever and then this that's not like you know a, a slight on doctors in any way but when was the last time someone looked to see if you had one or uh two earlobe creases right um and and there's There's a number of these where essentially the body speaks to us and it tells us through some of these manifestations of different physical abnormalities, whether or not we are on a path that may be causing us to leave this planet sooner than we would like, you know, and that's why it's one of the many diagnostic tools in our coaching program, which you guys are aware of. You can um, learn more about that and apply it at biohackercoaching.com. Now, an important caveat here, for some reason, this uh, the creased earlobes does not accurately increase the risk of a heart attack or indicate an increased risk of a heart attack in Asians and Native Americans. Why, I'm not sure, but that is uh, an important thing to mention. So we'll get into some more of those diagnostic tools that we utilize and 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 which labs seem to be the best indicators the best you know the most accurate biomarkers for uh assessing your risk of cardiovascular disease and and a cardiac event like a heart attack uh as we get going but i wanted to give you guys that little teaser so now you can check out your friends and family members and your parents and and see if they have that earlobe crease also known as as frank's sign if you wanted to jump on the internet and see some pictures of what that looks like and as I mentioned there are uh at least 30 different studies showing the validity of that and and I believe they're from some pretty accredited institutions uh, including Stanford University so I'm I'm really excited for this episode and frankly I'm a little bit nervous because I've got about an hour I got a little bit over an hour and then I got a jet to a dance lesson. I started taking dance lessons in October. It's been something that's kind of been on my to-do list for a long time. And I just never really pulled the trigger. And then this this past October, I decided it was time to put up or shut up. And I went and took like a group dance class uh, in downtown Chicago and was thoroughly humbled. Uh I, I felt like it just like something wasn't clicking. You know, there was a, there was probably like 40 people in the class and there was a lovely woman teaching us these different dance moves, but like seeing her doing it and then me try to do it, you know, without a partner and everything, there was just like some sort of disconnect. And uh, I left pretty disheartened, but then I was like, all right, well, that didn't work. What, you know, what seems like it would be a better fit? So I found a studio that does one-on-one dance lessons um, called Fred Stare at least they're, they're in the Chicagoland area. I think they're all over the country, maybe even all over the world. And I walked in there and I took a one-on-one dance lesson and a lot more clicked. Um, and I have found in my experience that dancing is one of, if not the best biohacks that I've ever done for biohacking cognition you know, the, the neuro, I would assume neuroregeneration. There's, there's a lot of evidence showing that things like, like dancing and even boxing fighting, um, have a, a neurogenic, uh, effect on the brain. You know, they have the capacity to actually grow new cells in our brain and nervous system. And I've felt that where you know, I've probably done, I realistically did lessons from October until early December at like a rate of about two lessons a week, they're a lot more expensive than you would expect. And I also, you know, I'm like, I don't know how much dancing per week I can can commit to going from, it already felt like I was going from zero to a hundred to, to spend, you know, two to five hours a week practicing dancing. And then I, and then I took a little bit of a break, you know, I, I, many of you guys that have been listening to the podcast for a long period of time. Know, um I bought land in Western North Carolina, and there've been a lot of hiccups with the County and stop work orders. And then the, the, the son of the woman who sold us the land turned out, you know, and he was actually part of the deal was we had to give him three acres of the 65 acres, but It was pretty cool because he also knew how to operate an excavator. So he was helping us with a bunch of the work that needed to be done on the property. Well, I went down there last August and basically, long story short, found out he was, you know, he's addicted to meth. His girlfriend's addicted to meth. They were stealing from the property, cutting down like beautiful, um, gigantic trees and selling them taking big boulders off the property and selling them, invoicing us for work that wasn't being done, just a a total nightmare. So um, I had to kind of like cut him off, get a gate up to keep him off the property and have spent some time really figuring out like, okay, I need to get clear on do I want to live a more self-sufficient lifestyle. I mean, I do in theory, especially, but I'm also not a farmer, you know, and I don't know if I want to wake up every, every day and take care of animals or tend to a garden or even live in a more remote area. So taking all that into account, I spent all of January and February, I'd rented a, um, one of the like mountain men down there in, in North Carolina that I'd become friends with. And, You know, there's a few of them and they've taught me a lot. They've been teaching me how to cut down trees and how to take those trees and harvest them into lumber using a sawmill. And a lot of these practices that if you guys are anything like me are just, you know, you have no clue about, and these guys do it day in and day out. And and I've been, I've been just blown away at how easy it is to die (laughs) when you're like, working the land and cutting down trees you know in one day with these guys i watched a tree almost fall on my buddy ben who's you know in his late 50s almost killing him he got out of the way in time that tree then fell and like blocked the way back for um the you know my other friend terry who's i think he's 60 just turned 60 but guy's a beast like him and i went to the gym every morning when I was down there in January and February and, and I mean, he would, he, he lifts more weight than like most people listening to this podcast, you know, in his, in his day, he'd be repping, you know, 300 plus on, on bench, no problem. And he could still throw on three plates per side and, and, and bang it out. Like guys really impressive. So he had a, he had like an ATV um, that, you know, we were using to carry a bunch of our, chainsaws and everything so this tree that almost killed my one buddy ben then blocks the only path that terry has to get his atv back to his his home so if you can imagine a situation where like we've cleared an area where where terry is going to be putting his uh he's going to have like a couple rental either a rental cabin and a rental rv or two rental rvs So we kind of cut that into the mountain. So there's like this 15 foot drop um, where, you know, the mountain kind of hits this area that that is flat and has been cleared. And like, if you can imagine, I'm up on the mountain above that, that big drop. And it's a pretty significant slope. So Terry decides he's going to take his RV and he's going to try to drive it pretty fast along the side of the mountain even though it's angled at like a 30, 40% incline towards that drop. (laughs) And he's going to try to go like around a different way so that he can get the ATV back to his property. And that includes like going past me. So Terry, he's like, hey guys, just keep an eye on me. Zips up the mountain, starts flying along the side of the mountain. And right when he gets to pretty much the spot where I'm standing, he's his tires are losing grip and he's slowing down and now that he's slowing down and doesn't have the momentum the the two tires that are on the uphill side of the ATV start lifting up and i'm watching as terry is seconds away from from his all-terrain vehicle rolling sideways down the mountain and then eventually off this at least 15 15 foot cliff and so i See this happening and just instinctively jump up and grab onto the top of the ATV with my feet in like the passenger side entryway. And now my body weight is the only thing keeping Terry and this ATV from alligator rolling down the mountain off the cliff. And mind you, this is like an hour, hour and a half after Ben almost died. And so I'm sitting there hanging on and like leaning back, trying to give Terry an opportunity to get out of this pickle. And Terry's looking at me, clearly terrified. I could see it in his eyes. And he's like, don't let go. Whatever you do, don't let go. And I'm like, I'm not, but you got to figure out how to get us out of this situation. Ben's screaming something from down below. And, uh, and, and finally Terry's like able to turn the tires and get, um, You know, we were able to, I was able to lean back enough to get the two uphill tires down and he was able to drive and get, get the ATV out of the situation. And then like, we were all just speechless and I went, I went and we're all sitting down on a log from one of the trees that we had cut and no one's talking. And finally, after like three minutes, I looked at them and I was like, I got to get better insurance if I'm going to be hanging out with you guys. (laughs) Like, This is, this is like a daily or weekly thing. So that um that experience in, in, in being down there and renting Ben's cabin and wood shop for all of January and February was like for me to get a sense of what is it like to live year round here? And you know, and and where like the closest even gas station is like 20 or 30 minutes away. I went into Asheville to you know to kind of go out and explore the town and see what that was like and that was it took me almost two hours each way and you know I had a little bit of fun in Asheville I went and checked out this place that has uh it's it's hemp like hemp based delta delta 8 or delta 9 I'm not an expert in all that THC and some different things so I was trying like some of their their hemp based edibles and feeling a little bit of a buzz from that. And then I got to drive two hours home and I'm just like, I don't know if, you know, I don't know if that's what I want either. I like being able to go take dance lessons. I like being able to go try different restaurants and have the culture that that comes with a big city. Uh, there's also a part of me that feels like, you know, I resonate less and less with the the city mentality. You know, I feel like that that kind of, i don't know it's, it's it sort of seems like living in cities people start to default to groupthink and less less inquisition um and certainly you know they're they're less likely to uh to go against the norm you know what i mean so anyway taking all of that into account it was um it was a great experience but it, it got me sort of realizing I'm not sure I want to live that far away from any big city. So how can I how can I sort of find the best of of, of both worlds? You know, um, I think this this property and that land is perfect in like a bug out situation where if the if the ish hits the fan that's where you want to be. You've got spring water on the property. It's beautiful. There's a lot of the the, the plants growing naturally there, wild, are edible, and it's it's a blank canvas. It could be you could have rental cabins and and all sorts of different things. And who knows? I may still go that route. But there's also a part of me that's like, man, it'd be nice to maybe get something a little bit closer to Asheville that where i could still have those things maybe i don't need a full 65 acres but i could have the spring water and the self-sufficiency component to it um or at least the capacity to be to be more self or community sufficient um while also having the best of both worlds with you know with what's going on in the city and it was also a good break because i i don't know how much you guys have picked up or how much I've shared explicitly on the podcast. But if you go back to early 2020, um, I was living in Delray beach, Florida. I'd been there for at least three years. I moved there in in 2017, my, my brother and his now wife were living in Toluca, Mexico. And my mom and my dad were up in, in a suburb of Chicago. My dad has had Parkinson's for a while now. I think he was officially diagnosed in like 2014 or 2015. And what was going on was his Parkinson's was progressing. And this is a guy who, you know, when I was in when I was in high school, I'd go work out with him at the fire department. He was commander of the Glenview Fire Department. I remember when I was a junior or something like that he was repping 285 on bench press and uh and it was more than i could i could lift at the time and then you sort of watch that person i mean and and very high level iq i think his iq got tested in uh, either at 140 or in the in the 140s and then you see over a very short period of time the um the progression that that a, de- a neurodegenerative disease like parkinson's can have on an individual and this you know it's not talked about a lot because this stuff's kind of heavy but I think it's important and and these are important tools for any and all of us who may have family members dealing with Alzheimer's or parkinson's or dementia you know um so that's why I bring it up and then and then we'll also get into some some of those biohacks like detoxing, nanoparticles and biohacking anemia and and of course how not to die of a heart attack um so what was going on was my dad was getting worse and you know my mom now is i mean she's turning 72 this year and it was getting to a point where she couldn't handle it and it was becoming increasingly clear that like the parkinson's was He, my dad would come down to Florida with me and we'd, you know, he'd stay with me for a month and, uh, I'd take him to get different treatments. And, you know, we had hit the, the mercury removed from his mouth and we went to a doctor in New York to get rapamycin and see if that would help. And, and we did transcranial magnetic stimulation and a whole bunch of different things. Like, I I don't know if anyone's tried as many things as, as my dad and, and we have for Parkinson's, And I still fully believe that it is something that's curable. But I think the caveat is that it has to be caught early and the, the root cause of the disease and the neurodegeneration needs to be addressed, especially while the body is still strong and resilient enough to handle it. You know, one of the things that we knew was going on with my dad was he had had, you know, I put in quotes, silver but basically he'd had mercury in his mouth for like 50 years and we got the mercury out, but then you got to get it out of all the tissues. And by the time we started trying to chelate the metals, it, it just totally rocked him. You know, the, the, the the blood brain barrier had been compromised where even a small amount of heavy metal chelating agents, like, we're going to talk about in this episode um etda and dmps like my dad would hallucinate he had no idea where he was and 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 it was just like it was too much for his body and his compromised phase one and phase two and um just traditional detox pathways so um so seeing like what what this was what what was going on big picture You know, my, my brother, our family's always been close and, and I prioritize family above just about everything, you know, outside of, um, well, it's, it's, it's up there with, you know, my relationship with God, the creator. So my brother and his wife moved back. I moved back and we all moved into the house that, that I grew up in to help my mom to figure out how to get a caregiver in that would be able to help, but also not, um, it, all this stuff gets really expensive. The treatments, the caregivers, like if, if my mom wants to go on vacation now, she has to hire someone 24 hours a day to, to take care of my dad. Right. And, and so there's just, there's a tremendous amount of unseen and unforeseen expenses associated with it too and so what we decided to do for our family we didn't we didn't want to just put put my dad in in a home um and we also wanted to try to work together to see if having all of us here we could get him a, a better quality of life than where he was at in the direction that he was headed that was kind of what was going on and i also needed to go to north carolina <laughs> To give myself a little bit of a break right it, it, it had been a lot and and trying to work and podcast and coach clients while also you know bef- we we didn't have a caregiver until f- fairly recently like 20 2022, sometime in there and so every time my dad needed to go to the bathroom like he couldn't go on his own so i'd be walking my dad to to, to go to the bathroom and then he starts thinking he needs to go to the bathroom when he doesn't need to go to the bathroom and And then there's the responsibilities around the house that need to be done, and it was just, you know, um, it it was a lot. So we we started putting some of these systems in place, and we got it. We got a few good caregivers to help out, and that created a little bit of space. But um, you know, being in 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 North Carolina was like a good break, good for me to be able to just kind of focus on me. And uh, all I did there was work with some of these, some of these mountain men and learn some of these, uh, more traditional skills and bushcraft and that sort of thing. And, uh, coach clients, uh, I'd planned on recording some podcasts, but the internet wasn't good enough for me to, to even record, um, podcasts. So that is, is part of the reason why there's a little bit of, uh, it's been, it's been a bit of a break and we have now, you know, a good backlog for you guys. So. I got back in early March, and maybe two weeks after I got back, um, I got woken up early one morning, and my mom was telling me that she thought she was having a heart attack, and you know she was having a really hard time breathing, and um, she, my mom's pretty tough woman, not not one to uh, cry wolf or even. Embellish. So we called the paramedics, got them over here, and she, sure enough, had a heart attack. And they found out she had like three or four blockages that were over ninety percent. And that'll be relevant too in in talking about some of when we get into like how not to die of a heart attack. Because my mom also had that those same metals in her mouth and still does. She had elected not to get them removed, Um, and there is there's a very strong body of evidence showing that when you have uh, a level of toxic metals like mercury in the body, one of the body's adaptive mechanisms is to coat those metals in plaque and stick that plaque on the inside of your arteries. It's beneficial because your body realizes okay if we can't get these metals out we need to keep them out of the blood and away from the brain and vital organs and one of the best ways to do that is to coat them in plaque and stick them on the inside of 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 the arteries when that becomes a problem is if you don't recognize that that's taking place if you don't even know that you have high levels of of toxic metals in the body then you are at a, 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 a very increased risk of having a cardiovascular event like my mom experienced, right? But you know, going into it, we talked about it and I I told her these risks and her answer was always, I'm gonna, you know, I'm gonna outlive all you guys and da-da-da-da-da, you know, kind of talking trash because she's she's other than being like overweight, she has always had pretty good health and energy levels and everything like that, right? She's she's a bit of a a bit of a force. But, you know, in, in March, it caught up. And so next thing I know, my mom's at, in, in the ICU, and they're doing a surgery to put in three stints, and then she has to come back to get another stint or two put in. And, and now, you know, my brother and myself and his wife are taking care of my dad. And it's just, um, it's been a great experience in, in that it's helping me learn to embrace the chaos. And not needing to be in control of every aspect of my day. And also being far more adaptable, like being able to go with the flow, to go with the unexpected that inevitably occurs when, you know, when, when your life involves the, um, you know, a, a, a variety of other people, the family, you know, and, and, and their needs are equally important to your own. So, um, I, I don't know if any of you guys have, you know, parents or loved ones that, that are experiencing health issues or neurodegenerative diseases, but I did a post on Instagram where I talked about, we kind of decide whether our, like the movie of our life, this You know, this story that we're living out in real time here is a comedy or a tragedy. And it's 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 much more uplifting to the heart and the human spirit if we choose comedy. You know, if we can if we can look for the opportunities to laugh and find some of the things that could otherwise be like really sad and and heavy, you know, that this disease of Parkinson's and what you know what I've seen happen. Happen with my dad. It's like it's 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 heavy and it sucks and it makes you think things that you don't even want to speak. You know, there's a there's a part of me that like I'll tell you guys, there's a part of me that fears seeing what this has done and how it's put such an energetic demand on all the other members of our family. Like I know my dad, and I know that when when you know when he had all of his faculties or even if he had all of his faculties now and he could see everything that was going on he would 100% take his own life because he wouldn't want all of the all of us doing all of these things for him you know and and all of the financial and energetic resources that are required and going towards him he wouldn't want that i mean he used to say when i was growing up like if i'm ever if I'm ever, if, if, if I'm ever unable to work, if I'm ever not useful, if I'm ever a drain on you guys, like I want, I'm going to take myself out to pasture. And it, it always kind of stung when he said it, but then, you know, when you're seeing your father and some of these realities of that existence, there's a part of me that's like, damn, if that ever happened to me, I don't know if i'd want to live i might you know i don't i don't believe in taking your own life and i think it's it's like really important that all of us make a commitment to not do that because it of course you know goes against my beliefs that we're all children of god and 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 that many of these challenges that we are given are to support the expansion of, of ourselves on a, on a soul and and spirit level, you know, and, and killing yourself not only prevents you from that growth and those opportunities, it also, you know, you're no longer forced to find a solution. And that's in, in those periods of, of, uh, tragedy and trial, like when, when, when our back is up against the wall, like that's, That's oftentimes where innovations and breakthroughs are made. So in early 2022, almost out of nowhere, I started experiencing massive changes in my body and mental health. My hair was thinning and falling out faster than ever before. I was experiencing mood fluctuations, I was putting on body fat, losing strength and muscle mass was even having a harder time remembering certain people's names and things that I knew I knew. My face looked older and I had more wrinkles and there was a noticeable decrease in my sex drive. And then one of the guests that I had on our podcast introduced me to a product called BioPro Plus that naturally boosts your IGF-1 and human growth hormone levels. If you haven't listened to that episode, go back and check out episode 265 on how to increase HGH, boost libido, and experience 68% better recovery with Dustin Baker. BioPro Plus contains a combination of powerful, natural ingredients for boosting HGH, human growth hormone, and IGF-1, like elk antler, tribulus, and shilajit, all in their purest and most potent forms. What's interesting is elk antlers are the only mammalian appendage capable of continuous regeneration. These antlers grow an inch or more per day and have the fastest growth rate of any organ in the animal kingdom. I started taking one glass vial every morning and holding it under my tongue for 90 seconds before swallowing. And before I'd even finished my first kit, I was getting compliments on my skin and how I looked five to 10 years younger, you can even go back and look at some of my social media videos from earlier this year, and you'll see how big of a difference there is. Since then, my energy has increased. I feel more motivated. My libido and sex drive came back. I've been losing fat. I'm stronger and recovering faster from my workouts. And my hair is coming in thicker and it even stopped falling out. If my story resonates with you, I highly recommend you try BioPro Plus for yourself. When you feel it, you'll understand what I'm talking about. And for a limited time, you can save $30 on your order by going to bioproteintech.com and entering discount code biohacks. That's B-I-O-P-R-O-T-E-I-N-T-E-C-H.com and discount code B-I-O-H-A-C-K-S. Now, back to the show. So, I mean, I made a commitment that I'll never take my own life. There's been times where I've been incredibly depressed or, you know, I've had Lyme disease twice and felt like everything hurt. I couldn't get out of bed. My brain was useless. And, and you know what I mean? So when you're in, when you're in that state, it's easy to think like, I just, I want to die, you know, but it's critical for all of us to cut ourselves off from the possibility of suicide or taking our life. Um, yet i can also understand you know if 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 i was if i was going down the same path or or that that i've seen with my father i could see myself rationalizing that decision you know i wouldn't do it but i can understand it if that makes sense so um to kind of add a little bit of context to that, you know, we decide whether it's, it's it's a comedy or a tragedy. So like the other day, um, my, my dad was like, he was on one, uh, apparently he'd like tried to punch the caregiver multiple times. And he's just standing up constantly. Like it's, it's, it's kind of a thing with Parkinson's, not with everybody, but certainly with my dad, where for no reason he'll just like stand up in in his chair while they're watching tv and then you know his legs don't work well and he can't walk and then he's like at risk of falling over and you're constantly like dad what do you need you know all right sit down you got to go to the bathroom and then a lot of times you do that and he'll just say yes and he doesn't actually need to go you know so then you got to do the whole bathroom parade thing so um my dad had been doing that with the caregiver And then he's, he's tried to punch the caregiver multiple times. And it's just, so finally the caregiver was like, all right, I'm just going to let you stand up. You know, I'm, I'm done trying to convince you to not do it. We're, we're in a loop here. And then of course my dad falls over and now he's on the ground, he's turtle shelled and he's, you know, his knees are bent, his hands are up and he's, it is like I don't know how to describe. He's kind of got like Tyrannosaurus Rex arms going on and then bent knees up in the air and he's on his back on the ground, you know, and he can't, he can't get up. And it's like, my mom and I walked in to see what was going on. And we see my dad like that. And we we knew that he'd been, he'd been telling the caregiver he's going to punch him and, you know, all this and that. And we're like, all right, I mean, dad, this is what happens. If you're going to stand up over and over again, it was, you know, we, we, my mom just started laughing out loud right away. And fortunately my dad's not in, in, in a mental position where he would, you know, get offended by that. Um, so she just immediately started laughing and then I kind of smiled realizing that it's, it, it was, it was kind of a hilarious situation and we're like, all right, dad, if we help you get up, are you going to sit in your wheelchair? or sit in your chair and chill out a little bit, like we'll get you some CBD, but it's time to watch, it's time to watch your show and just drop it. (laughs) So we get my dad up and, um, and then maybe like an hour later, my mom has to call uh, TD Ameritrade, where they've got like a bunch of their joint accounts. And she doesn't yet have power of attorney for my dad. So, She's on the phone with, with TD Ameritrade and they're like, okay, well we need your husband's permission. So my dad's having a hard time even like talking or vocalizing. Right. But now my mom can't do anything with TD Ameritrade that she needs to for taxes until my dad, you know, gives permission. So my mom's on the phone with them and they're like, okay, uh, sir, um, Jean, can you tell us your date of birth? And my my mom's like, "Gene, tell, uh, Tell them what when when were you born? Nothing. Right. My mom's like, Gene, what year were you born? Nothing. My dad's not saying anything. So my mom, my mom's like, Gene, tell them you were born in 1951. And my dad's like, it's just not registering, you know? So then, and I'm like, I'm watching how this is gonna play out. And I'm like, what are you gonna do? Like he's clearly, you know, it's just just not there today. And then I see my mom holding the phone on speaker and she goes, 1951 <laughs> into the phone, like pretending to be my dad. And that's how they went through the whole process. My mom would just be like, Okay, Gene, tell them, you know, you're what tell them it's it, 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 say yes, it's okay for for me to help with the accounts. She's like, Yes, it's okay. <laughs> and so these are the moments that we have to be able to laugh. Um and and really tend to our spirit especially if if this is something that you know that is affecting you guys. So I know that was that was a much kind of longer intro than maybe we were expecting, but that's a little bit of what's been going on here and you know, I still got all of my stuff from Florida in boxes in the garage. My original plan was to build a home Um, on the North Carolina property and like, and move there, but kind of the whirlwind and chaos of everything that's been going on with my dad. And then now my mom with the heart attack and, and, and and everything else, it's like, I don't know if you guys feel this way, but sometimes it feels like, you know, you're spread so thin and you got to give everything you've got just to kind of tread water. And, and there's been a, a lot of days where like, That's kind of what I felt like We're just, you know, being able to, to be there for clients and support them and then, you know, take care of myself, get my workouts in, put, you know, the, 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 do the things that help me to feel good. And then making sure my parents are okay. It's like, I don't have a lot more, um, but I'm also like, I don't even know where I want to live right now. And, and I do think that at this point, I want to be close to my parents. I want to be able to help them. You know, but I don't want to go back to living in downtown Chicago. I also don't want to live in a suburb of Chicago. And I think that there's a lot that that needs to happen if if I'm gonna find the right property in North Carolina and you know, so on and so forth. So anyway, it's it's been one of those periods where it's like it's been beautiful in the growth that's happened and like I've never felt so centered and peaceful and happy with how close our families come from this extra time that we've got together. And, um, and then at the same time, it's like, man, I, I feel like there's so many parts of my life that, that, you know, quote unquote, normal people take pride in having figured out that where it's all kind of up in the air, you know, and and I think that clarity will come from putting one foot in front of the other, finding the humor and joy and love in every day. Um, but anyway, hopefully that wasn't one of those situations where you guys are just like, oh, I wish you would stop talking about all this. It's irrelevant to biohacking. And, you know, I, I think, I don't know, There's there's a lot of people in the health space and the biohacking space where it's like, I I look what I see is like with chat gpt and all that I'm like there's a lot of people that that look like they're on on a fast track to becoming robots you know everything is is wearables and this and that and you know, they're plugged into the plugged into the smart grid with you know with all their their biohacks and that sort of thing and I'm like I see this as as like a resurgence of humanity where like, that's, that's your career insurance. That's your, that's your commodity. It's like, it's the human spirit, right? That's one thing that will never be mimicked by artificial intelligence or, or any of this stuff that's rolling out, you know? And, um, I like that this platform, hopefully you guys like it too. There are chances for, for us and me to share my humanity and, um, and the fact that like, this isn't, this isn't just a, I mean, biohacking for me is, is a tool to live a beautiful life that, that where I am the fullest expression of myself physically, mentally, spiritually, and where, you know, where I can look back at this journey and say like, I gave it my fucking all. And, and, I'm proud of the way that, that, you know, I was there for my family and I'm proud of the way that I showed up for, uh, for you guys, for my coaching clients, and sort of just trying to live on a day-to-day basis where, um, I I guess there's like these past few years, there's been a lot of growth. And I would say like the, one area that, that I put a lot of emphasis on is, um, I, I, I called it like liberation from the four horsemen of modern slavery, liberation from the four horsemen of modern slavery. And what I mean by that is I think there are really four areas where, um, if we allow ourselves to be controlled or, um, our decisions, you know, to be, to, to come from these four things being uh, any one of these four things being a primary influence it can lead us off the the spiritual path and i'm not talking about spiritual i respect all religions i'm talking about like the the, the path of you know us being spiritual beings having a human experience and making decisions from that place of that that we are eternal um not not the place of we're in this we're, we're temporarily in this, you know, this meat suit, this, this human body that will expire. Um, because that's, I mean, we've, we've, we've seen it with some of the, the, just some of the things that have happened these past few years. So those, those four horsemen, a big one is fear. And there are a lot of different fears. And, and Napoleon Hill goes into this in his book that, my buddy, Russell Brunson recommended, I think it's called Napoleon Hill in his own words. It's available on audible. It's really good. And he breaks down all the different types of fear, but just that very emotion of, of fear pulls us into a negative state. And, and, and that, that state affects every area of of our life. You know, that is our vibration. That's our frequency. And if you're coming from a place of fear, there are, um, there are parts of your brain that literally get cut off and and are unable to function you like you literally cannot utilize the same amount of your brain and and consequently the, the decisions that you make from a place of fear are often um poor and and not always um in your best interest even if even if you want them to be, right? If you're making a decision because you're you're scared of dying or you're scared of getting a virus or something like that, um, you may actually be engaging in a behavior that you believe to be protective, but it may actually put your body more at risk, if that makes sense. Um, so fear is, is, is one of those four horsemen. Uh, money is one. And and I don't think, you know, money in and of itself is evil, but I have seen like, I have seen it control a lot of people. And I mean, you guys, do you guys see it too? You probably listen to a bunch of podcasts on biohacking. Like how many of them are constantly pitching products and constantly pitching supplements? Like it's nonstop, right? Affiliate this, affiliate that. And like, I try to be extremely selective and only mention stuff that I personally use and have vetted and, and, you know, but there are podcasts where like, you're getting pitched five to 10 things per episode. And if you're objective about that, how many of them have really changed your life? Probably not that many, you know, and, and, and you probably have like a, a, a growing, dumpster fire worth of supplements and biohacks and things that you never use and and that's in part perhaps because and I'm not I'm 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 honestly not calling out anybody here because the person that's doing that podcast like they're playing the game of money you know they they've made they've made the the score that they keep um the game that they play you know score is kept by acquiring more and more money. And if you do that, sometimes you end up making compromises and you end up sort of selling out your audience, right? And that's just one example, but I'm sure you can, can sort of translate these to other areas of your life. I got to kind of pick up the pace a little bit because we've got a ton of of other things to cover. Um, the other two horsemen that that can sort of colonize the mind and, and, and make the modern man or woman a slave are the opinions of, of other people caring, you know, caring about the opinions of man and, um, changing the things that you say and, and, and the behaviors that, um, you know, that the actions and behaviors that, that you choose to take because of what other people may think like that can very quickly make you a slave. And it can it can cut you off from speaking your truth and and living a lifestyle where you feel in alignment and authentic with with um everything that you truly believe um on a soul level. And then the last one is tech. I, I think that we're in a situation right now where, and this is just my opinion, but I, I think in many ways, technology is a beautiful thing that has put information and power in our hands and the capacity to do things that we could have never imagined. Um, but you could also see how it, it it may be part of a much bigger web and control grid, especially if if um you know money becomes digital and everything goes digital where you know you're tracked on your phone every everything that you say and do and type is 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 monitored and seen and if if the people in charge and monitoring things were to decide that the behaviors and thoughts that that you are expressing and the things that you are doing are not in alignment with what they believe you should be doing or what they want you to be doing, it would be very easy for them to cut you off. And we're at the very early stages of that, but but the infrastructure's been rolled out, you know, the um we're seeing Teslas left and right. Those cars can be turned off from a centralized location. And I'm not going to get into to too heavy a stuff, but if if your bank account can be turned off and your car can be turned off and um and really every aspect of your life can, can be monitored, uh, then by, then your addiction to tech is essentially, you know, you're helping to build a, a digital control grid, you know, or some people have even used the term a a digital concentration camp. So I think it's important for us to, to use tech and not let tech use us and also recognize you know, I was on with a client yesterday. This kind of illustrates a very important point and, and great guy um, owns owns a, a very successful construction business and his dad passed recently from cancer. A concern of his is he wants to optimize all of his biomarkers, wants to do a thorough analysis to assess and quantify his risk of heart disease, neurodegenerative disease, cancer, and then get all of his his hormones and nutrients and and biomarkers uh not just into the you know the normal reference range but the optimal reference range and we've been making some huge strides there and um and it's been a really fun journey so far but he was telling me that you know he spends 7 hours a day on the phone and so I said all right show me pull up your phone right now and show me your phone settings right and I showed him basically how That's the biggest threat to him getting cancer right now is the way that he is using his phone and the settings on his phone because he's exposed to a much higher level of uh, non-native EMF or essentially like radiation, microwave radiation um, for those seven hours. And then I showed him how to just make a few small changes to cut that down by, you know, to roughly like uh, you know a hundredth of 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 where he was and still allow him to use his phone right um so there's not just like the 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 conspiracy control grid component of technology there's also the fact that we are it, it it's in again my opinion but i think it um i've been talking about this for 26 since 2016 for a reason i, I think we're gonna see an explosion in cancers because people are being used by their technology they're not using it and they're not using it intelligently and our bodies are not designed to be chronically exposed to levels of radiation and the subsequent disruption in our hormonal and metabolic health the spike in cortisol the suppression of melatonin the the flooding of of our cells with with oxidative uh oxidative stress because of you know proxy nitrate and and what happens with the voltage gated calcium channels getting jammed open by these things like we're, our bodies are not meant to handle all this extra stress and and associated toxins with this tech so um that that's why in my life I've been working on how do I how do I create more space and more liberation from these four horsemen of modern slavery the money the money side of things you know that includes decreasing my expenses and and really looking at like all the places that I spend money and 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 you know what are most important to me the opinions of men the opinions of other people fear and tech so hopefully a little bit of that was helpful for you guys all right we got to get going so let's dive into the fun stuff um we've got sort of three case studies here and i think the best way to go about this would be to there's a, there's a good amount of overlap, but I'll tell you each of the stories um, and then how I would approach it. And it's, it, I think it'll be helpful for or a good time for me to say like this, you know, this podcast, this is not medical advice. I am not a doctor. I don't play one on the podcast or on the internet or anything like that. Like these, this is for entertainment and information purposes only always has been always will be. Now, if, if if you're able to take some of these things and make positive improvements to your health or or the health of your loved ones, that's great. I think I think you know anything that expands our health freedom um, and puts more of these tools into our hands is a good thing. But the information that I have shared and will share is always for for entertainment and information purposes only. So, with that said, um, uh, a good friend of mine. He reached out because a buddy of his that I know and have met at a mastermind, his daughter is I think seven years old and she's been getting into wrestling, but recently she's been experiencing, um, ticks like uncontrolled involuntary, uh, movement in different parts of, of her body. He said, it's almost like it's, it's almost been Tourette's like syndrome, um, but she doesn't have the, the phonic part of Tourette's, which is like the noises or the, you know, you see it in, in like some comedies and that sort of thing where people will random people with Tourette's will randomly yell curse words. You know, she doesn't have any of that. So he had said, like, you know, he's not the, the, the dad's very concerned because it's getting worse and it's affecting her life you know, the way that she relates to their children and her ability to wrestle and everything like that. So he was like, do you have any advice or recommendations? And I had sort of built out what could be its own podcast going into Tourette's and what is Tourette's and, and some of the mechanical uh, factors that contribute to Tourette's. But I want to keep this, this kind of brief. I think I'm going to start with just a few of the mechanical things that can contribute to Tourette's uh, because it may be relevant here or relevant for someone listening who, who, who's experiencing Tourette's or, or has someone that they know who is. So I, I guess kind of the easiest place to start and, and where, you know, you've got, if you were to kind of break it down, there are mechanical things that can contribute to Tourette's and ticks. And then there are um neurological and these are sort of parallel pathways so they affect one another. Um, I think to focus myopically or like to only focus on the mechanical and ignore the neurological components would be a mistake in almost all cases. but that said um it is something that you know that we should address now, I'm going to call this a, um, you know, the fancy word is like tardive dyskinesia. Essentially, it's like involuntary movements in in in, in any part of the body, and um, the, the big contributing factors are from a mechanical standpoint to Tourette's or tardive dyskinesia. The the di- differentiating factor there being that Tourette's off often includes that the sound, the phonic part words um are tmj which which stands for uh temporomandibular joint disorders it's it's a mouthful you don't have to worry about that temporomandibular joint disorders but um an, an easier way of remembering it is like tmj stands for the mouth joint <laughs> or the muscle of your jaw right so um it's it's TMJ refers to that temporomandibular joint or the mouth joint, the muscle of your jaw, and you can basically identify this area by placing your fingers on your jawline, like just in front of your earlobes, and then when you like open and close your jaw, you'll feel the movement of your temporomandibular joints, right? And um, now, when problems occur with TMJ, where they where they start to manifest as involuntary movements. Uh, the problems can come from the joint itself, which may be misalignments from uh, your teeth or your bite. A lot of our body's electrical system uh, is located in the mouth. And if your teeth are not aligned properly and connecting, it's 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 almost like having um, parts of an electrical circuit that are open rather than closed and electricity can't flow. It, that's a whole other episode, but um, I'm trying to kind of work through this quickly. And then, so you've got the joint itself. Um, and misalignments from the teeth or the bite. And then you've got the muscles that are associated with the jaw joint. And these include uh, the masseter, which is like the jaw muscle, um, where if you go to your ear and then you go just in front of your ear and you kind of push on that muscle that opens and closes your jaw, that's that's the masseter. And you, you might even notice if you push kind of hard with your thumb, that it's quite tender. We hold a lot of tension there. Um, in in that muscle and in the uh, the second muscle that's involved, which is the temporalis, which is basically like if you go to your your temple, your orbital bone, and then kind of go back in in your hairline and press, you can find where there's a little bit of tenderness, and that's that's the temporalis uh, muscle, essentially just like the orbital bone extended back into your hairline, and both of those are involved in. Um, TMJ and Tourette's or uh, tardive dyskinesia; these involuntary movements. Um, what's now the 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 other component that can contribute, and what I believe is a far bigger contributing factor is the trigeminal nerve or the fifth cranial nerve. Now, the fifth cranial nerve is a nerve that um, it's a part of the nervous system that is responsible for sensing pain and touch and temperature uh, sensations in, in, in your face and sending them to your brain. And now the location of this trigeminal nerve or the fifth cranial nerve is actually the same as the master. It's, it's, it's all right there in your jaw. And understanding the association between if you have a nervous system problem or a nervous system that feels like it is at, at, at being threatened or at risk, uh the 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 body compensates by often tightening up the associated musculature so if you have a very tight masseter um or even temporalis you know those those muscles associated with your jaw and your face you can help to decrease some of um the tension and and possibly even some of the um the manifesting dyskinesia involuntary movements by simply massaging and and you know breaking up some of the the tissue and the fascia of the masseter and the temporalis, the jaw muscle and 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 the muscles around the head and and doing things like progressive relaxation that you know That that are sort of intertwined with you know you relax you relax the musculature you relax the nervous system it allows electricity in the body to flow more effectively like the the mechanical stuff that we're talking about is relevant but I think when we get when we start talking more of a root cause level and we get into okay if if the nervous system feels under attack which can happen from uh, an onslaught of a number of toxins um, that can then Go and influence the musculature and cause it to to tighten up and um and and you know impact the body's ability to 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 function in a healthy manner um and and that can manifest as as involuntary movements. So, um, specifically with TMJ, there's um and Tourette's, there, there's been some really impressive work from this guy, Dr. Brendan Stack. Who may have recently passed? I tried looking into it to because I had some old videos from him, and um, he was taking people with with Tourette's and helping to realign their teeth and jaw, um, and and getting some phenomenal and very impressive results. Um, you might even be able to find those on YouTube if you search like Dr. Brendan Stack, Tourette's, and TMJ. In digging a, a, a little bit, well, I'll just kind of explain. So, there there are ways to diagnose mechanical imbalances. Some of them include like full face X rays, CT or MRI scans, and and in some cases like a, a cone beam cone beam scan to view the the jaw and TMJ. I'm not crazy about necessarily starting there, um, because it is a lot of radiation, and and I think that. There are many improvements that can be made just by, um, doing some of the things that I'm going to, I'm going to share, but, but those are some diagnostic tools that can be used to evaluate both the the jaw joints and the neck and determine if a repositioning appliance to place the mandible, which is just a fancy word for the, you know, the jaw, the lower part of, of your jaw, um. A repositioning, determining if a repositioning appliance to place the mandible in a healthier physiological relationship with the joint and the rest of the head um, will allow a decompressing of the auriculotemporal nerve and potentially eliminate a bad input to the fifth cranial nerve. So that's a whole bunch of of medical jargon that that um, don't you know you don't need to worry about it. But basically, this guy, Dr. Brendan Stack kind of pioneered a way in, um, for practitioners to understand like that you can, um, you can reposition the jaw, the, 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 the mandible and the connection between the upper and lower teeth. And in doing that dramatically reduce or potentially even eliminate some of the symptoms of Tourette's and the associated dyskinesia, involuntary movements. Um, he published some of the, some of these things in an article that you could find in in the journal of cranio mandibular practice. Um, and it, it, it seems like now that, um, Dr. Brennan stack, whether he's still with us or not, uh, Dr. Jeffrey Brown, who was, uh, an acquaintance of his, uh, has taken over the practice and, and is still utilizing some of these techniques. And that, um, their website is sleepandtmjtherapy.com sleepandtmjtherapy.com if you wanted to look into that and and their number is uh 703-821-1103 um so that's important to note but also probably not your the the first place that you would um want to put your energy the um the other cause on the mechanical side is known as trigeminal neuralgia. So basically there's a, a number of different, it's it's just, it's a different name, but a similar issue that may contribute to Tourette's and, and dyskinesia specifically um, because of an issue with the fifth cranial nerve. So that nerve that's located it, it, right where, you know, the muscles of the, of the jaw are. Um, It's like an irritation of the nerve that then travels to your face and cheeks and jaw. And um, people that have it can experience sharp, electric-like pain on one side of their face, Uh, cheek or jaw, tooth pain on one side, pain just in front of one ear, or even um, abnormal sensations like numbness or tingling on on one side of their face. The, The way that you kind of go about diagnosing TMJ or trigeminal neuralgia is you have to check the jaw jawbone jaw bone alignment with full face X rays. In some cases, a CT or an MRI scan, but X rays should do the trick and minimize radiation exposure. and And you can also just palpate or touch and push on the um those muscles of the the jaw, the masseter, um, which is the same location as the trigeminal nerve, and see if there's tenderness. Um, by pushing and palpating with, with your thumb, you can see if those muscles and, and and that neural tissue is, is tight and sensitive, in which case it might, it, it, it might be wise to practice some massage and release techniques to kind of loosen it up and see if that, um, helps to relieve some of the, the, the potentially associated tension that's, that's causing an obstruction. Um, I want to pick things up a little bit more just so we can get to all this stuff. But uh, the other issue on the mechanical side is um, basically a misalignment in the atlas or the upper cervical area. So the atlas bone is uh, a crucial bone in your neck. Um, You can call it C1 or the first cervical vertebrae. It's basically the the first vertebrae you know, just below your skull. And it serves the purpose of allowing your head to move forward and backwards your occipital bone, which is this trapezoid shaped bone located at the back of your cranium. It rests on the Atlas bone. And, um, if the Atlas is out of alignment, it can have wide reaching physical, emotional, and energetic consequences. How would an Atlas get out of alignment? I mean, it it can go back to, to literal birth. Um, but any sort of of head trauma that you know, a little girl that's wrestling—if if a lot of wrestlers like to grab the head of their opponent and pull it down—it breaks it, um, it. It 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 weakens their strength. It breaks the nervous system. It's um, my buddy Russell's uh, done it to me. He's, uh, he's an awesome wrestler. And I think took second in in the country D one in his senior year of college. But like, if you're getting your head a neck pulled on and pulled down. Um, It's a very effective strategy in a fight, but it can also potentially lead to misalignments of this, this Atlas. Um, And there are a number of practitioners that um, and and techniques. Uh, I did an episode 286 called bye-bye back pain with Dr. Ernesto uh, Pecoraro. Um, He practices that the epic technique, which Works on aligning the atlas. There's, um, if you look up like atlas orthogonal or up, upper cervical chiropractic, uh, even atlas alignment. You can find a practitioner. Look for someone with really good reviews who has good diagnostic methods that usually involve a an X-ray, and they can see if if anything that's happened in life, from a car accident to a trauma to wrestling to birth, whatever. Um, has misaligned the Atlas and if that is something that can be corrected through a, a series of adjustments. and there's some really cool case studies where there was a fourteen year old boy that you know, he was missing school due to the severity of his Tourettes and and the associated involuntary movements. He would have like a thousand of these ticks per day and, and it was exhausting just you know, by how much he he they were you know, a lot of his ticks involuntary movement was in his head. So he'd be exhausted by the end of the day just with how much he was throwing his head around. Um, doctors were, were treating him with multiple different types of medications. Basically, the family sought out upper, upper cervical chiropractic care, this type of atlas adjustment. And he was able to go um, after like 30 or so adjustments or, or five months of care. He went from 1,000 ticks a day all the way down to to 30 or 35 so like literally a thousand of these involuntary movements a day down to just 30 or 35 from having his atlas readjusted and there's there's all sorts of i've got a bunch of them here but i'm trying to keep this tight and looking at how long i have before i need to get to uh to dance so um or leave leave for dance rather basically they diagnose it with an x-ray uh you want to go to a chiropractor that that has a good track record i would actually ask them if they have experience with uh, involuntary ticks or tardive dyskinesia, involuntary movements, like, um, you know, like she's experiencing the, the words to look for Atlas alignment at, Atlas orthogonal upper cervical chiropractic, or even Epic technique. Um, and, uh, and, and then if, if you find one that's a fit, I mean, there are a few, so this, this girl lives in the, in the Boise area. So I found one called, um, Upper Cervical Health Centers of Boise, their websites, Upper Cervical Health Centers Boise, uh, phone number 208-559-0541, and Advanced Upper Cervical Chiropractic Wellness, also in Boise, and their website is Atlas Correction Boise. Phone number is 208-344-0234. So that is that's that's something that I would possibly pursue especially if if uh, a misalignment was found to be present now let's get into the the bigger underlying causes that um can occur at a, a little bit more of a root cause level if if this isn't something mechanical when it comes to involuntary movements and ticks from um, my observation and some of the observations of my colleagues, the two biggest contributing factors are or, or the biggest contributing factor are, are metals, toxic metals in the body. How do those metals get into the body? The The, the most common sources are um, medical injections that start with the word or, or the letter V um, and medications. I'm going to give you guys, I think we all kind of understand the if you guys have been listening to this podcast for a while you understand some of the associated risks of of those medical injections and the heavy metals that they contain um you know for everything from uh I'm trying to do this without using words that might get us flagged but um graphene oxide and uh aluminum mercury etc and then um i guess this is also a good like by speaking with you guys about things that are relevant and helpful that that don't get talked about on a lot from a lot of other sources it does expose us to censorship and suppression and if you guys appreciate that and you like these you know these podcasts and you want them to continue like please support by sharing these episodes with with other people who would enjoy them and get value from them like that's how we can together work beyond you know the 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 bots and 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 the suppression and the censorship so if you guys like this stuff and you get value from it share it you know and um and I'll do my best to provide you with value and entertainment that um that makes your life better right so a big source like i would be asking did you know, did this girl get, um, what shots have she, has she gotten? What was the timing of those, of those shots, those medical injections? Did it include the most recent one that, you know, happened in, in, in early 2021? Um, and, and what was, you know, the timing of these ticks and involuntary movements in relation to that? I'd be looking at that because that could be a source of toxic metals of, 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 a wide variety getting into her body and then um, interfering with optimal neurological function that then manifests as involuntary movements. Hopefully that makes sense. The other source is um, medications. Now, there there are more, but in the interest of time, I want to be brief. And I want to just give you guys an example. So um, a buddy of mine was, was considering taking a medication. Um, we're going to kind of just, I'll, I'll show you this example so that you can kind of understand um, how these things are kind of, how these medications are, are sort of a Trojan horse for toxic metals. And a lot of it is, is, um, I, I believe deceptively hidden. <laughs> um, and, and you'll kind of see it in this example. So let's take one medication that he, that my buddy was looking at, he was considering it and he's like, Hey, I'm, I'm having some apprehension because this medication apparently can cause, uh, involuntary movements. And some of the people that have uh, had these involuntary movements, these, this tardive dyskinesia, said that it's continued even after they have stopped the medication, right? Um, so, this medication is called Rexulti, if you guys want to look into it. R E X U L T I, or the full name is uh, Brexiprazole, B R E X I P R E Z O L E. So if you go on Dr. Google and you type in Rexulti ingredients or, uh, brexiprazole ingredients, you will not see any thing that would suggest that it contains toxic metals. And even if you look at inactive ingredients, a lot of times you won't see anything there, but if you dig a little bit deeper, you will find, um, some of the, uh, some of the sites listing inactive ingredients and coloring agents, you will find that um, it actually does contain titanium dioxide. If you see, not in all cases, but in many cases, if you see dioxide or oxide um, and something that sounds like a metal before it, that's you know uh, a, a metal that can be toxic and potentially a nanoparticle um, that then would affect potentially uh optimal function or interfere with optimal function of the nervous system. So when you dig a little bit deeper on this Rexulti um and you can find with the right searches that it contains titanium dioxide so that's one uh ferric oxide red and yellow technically two more and uh ferrous ferric oxide uh which is you know a, a third or a fourth right so three of these different nanoparticle Toxic metals that are in this medication, but you wouldn't even know it if you looked at the actual ingredients. So, then if you wanted to take it a little bit further, just do a separate search. And let's take that last example of, of uh, ferrous ferric oxide, F E R R O S O F E R R I C, space oxide, right? If you guys want to do this and look up what is ferrous ferric oxide. What will come back is it is a black magnetic iron oxide. So essentially a black magnetic iron oxide. So a a, a, a metal that can be toxic, uh, hemochromatosis, iron overload. This is uh, a lethal condition, potentially lethal condition where the body gets overwhelmed with oxidative stress because of high toxic iron levels. And now there are people with these medications and this is just one of of a countless number uh, of examples of where these metals are kind of slid in with medications in in a way that isn't totally transparent um and and divulged up front so then do another search dig a little bit deeper right um is ferrous ferric oxide toxic and what you find there is where it gets really interesting you can see a study from 2017 iron oxide nanoparticles may may do damage to the neural tissue that's the, the tissue of the nervous system through iron accumulation oxidative stress and protein aggregation right so that goes into the toxicity of this ferrous ferric oxide um there's another study that just came out in 2022 Ultra small iron oxide nanoparticles cause significant toxicity by specifically inducing acute oxidative stress to multiple organs. Long story short, the way that these metals are getting into the body is um, is is many, but the two where we are allowing them in are through the shots and through the medications, and we need to really be stealth about minimizing those when appropriate. Um, again, this is just this is an opinion piece. Um, but you need to know what's in this stuff, and a lot of these ingredients are not divulged. You're not told about graphene oxide in in certain injections. Um, you're certainly people getting on Salty are in no way told about titanium dioxide, ferric oxide red, ferric oxide yellow, or ferroso ferric oxide um, as as ingredients how that affects the nervous system and the fact that those metals are not only toxic to our cellular biology but they're toxic to our nervous system and when our nervous system gets overwhelmed um it, it can result in misfiring uh of our electrical system our, our brain and our nervous system are an electrical system and that can manifest as these involuntary movements that uh, are potentially something that um his daughter is experiencing. So, how do you get them out? How do you get these um, metallic nanoparticles out of the body? There, there are chelating agents, um, ETDA, DMSA, even DMPS that you can get from a compounding pharmacy. There is there are products called Detoximin and um, Metacardium from Remedy Link. Uh, I did an episode episode two eighty four of this podcast. Detox traps with Spencer Feldman, where we discuss Metacardium um, and how to use use those suppositories for the chelation of heavy metals. But I guess before you even do that, you know, you want to get an idea of of the the level of heavy metals in the body. Now the challenge is that there there are more types of these metals being produced every day, and the testing can't even keep up. So. If you get a heavy metals test, um, we usually start with our coaching clients. We'll start with, um, upgraded formulas, uh, which you can find at upgradedformulas.com. They've got a good hair tissue mineral analysis that looks for some of the basic ones, aluminum, mercury, et cetera. And, um, we'll usually start there and see if any of those are elevated. It's by no means comprehensive, but it is a good quick, uh, barometer. And, and then in other cases, we'll, you know, we'll do a metals urine test, um, a metals urine test, you basically would would take a chelating agent like ETDA or, or DMSA or DMPS. You'd pee, you'd collect your urine for 24 hours and then send in that urine and see if, if with this chelating agent, your body started releasing uh, amounts of these toxic metals. And then especially if you really want to be thorough, you take uh, a version of that urine test that where you didn't take a chelating agent and then you do a version of that test where you did take a chelating agent. That's my alarm to leave for dance. Um, you do a version of that test where you take, uh, uh, um, you do not take a chelating agent like ETDA or, or DMSA and then you do a version where you did and by looking at both of those, you can get a much better sense of your body's toxic metal burden and how well uh, your body is, is able to eliminate those neurotoxins with the right support. And that's that's where i would i would focus my attention now there are other things anything that helps the body go into uh parasympathetic rest and digest meditation better quality sleep uh yoga nidra guided relaxation techniques um can be helpful right and these are these are tools where it may result in less of these of these ticks but i wanted to kind of give you guys some some tools to potentially get down to the nitty gritty and some of the root cause mechanical and neurological things that have the highest probability of, of contributing. Um, I'm also a big fan of of figuring out how much wireless electricity is she exposed to, because that, in conjunction with metals in the body, can really wreak havoc on the nervous system. You have almost like an antenna effect where our, our body's very conductive, our, our bone and uh, uh, the, the the collagen in our body, everything is is, and especially with metals, it becomes even more conductive. So the amount of time that we're on wireless electric devices and all of that, uh, you see an increased um, an increased irritation to the nervous system that then can cause overwhelm and some of these misfirings that that may or may not manifest as tardive dyskinesia or involuntary tics and that sort of thing. And there's more, but I think that that is good enough for now. Otherwise, I'm going to be late for dance class. I'm hoping um, what what I do need to do is I've got two other I've got two other cool case studies for you guys. So I think we're going to need to do a part two. On this and and in that part two, I'll cover biohacking anemia, and uh, and then of course how to not die of a heart attack. So this looks like it's going to be a two part episode. Um, if you guys enjoyed this episode and found any of this um, entertaining, informative, valuable please share it up that's that's how we overcome the censorship and a lot of the podcast is funded by you guys who become coaching clients who reach out to me for help and and want me to you know guide you through this stuff so if um if that is something that has been on your mind or feels aligned then go to biohackercoaching.com and fill out the short form grab a time for uh for us to have a free strategy session and then um if you're really serious about it, when you finish your application, you can text me at 847-989-3743 and just, you know, ask to have your application move to the front of the line. And um, yeah, we'll get on there. We'll have a strategy session. I'll learn a little bit more about what you're trying to do and if I can help you. And if, uh, if you want my help uh, and if the answer to all that is yes, then, then we'd kind of talk about what that would look like and what precision diagnostics we'd use and how, how we'd build a game plan and, and how we'd help you achieve something that maybe you haven't been able to achieve on your own or, or or maybe couldn't achieve on your own, but with me in your corner and with both of us, uh, putting together the right game plan and, 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 you know, really seeing what's possible when you give, when you give the right type of game plan, everything that you've got, then, um, I, I think no matter where you're at with your health, whether you're a high achiever or someone that's struggling with a health health issue or, or anywhere in between, nothing is impossible. So um, yeah, thank you so much, guys, for your time. And, and I hope you got some value from there. I hope I didn't go into uh, too much story time, or at least you enjoyed it. And then we will pick this up with part two on biohacking anemia and how not to die of a heart attack very soon. But for now, I got to run to dance. Have a beautiful day. So in early 2022, almost out of nowhere, I started experiencing massive changes in my body and mental health. My hair was thinning and falling out faster than ever before. I was experiencing mood fluctuations, I was putting on body fat, losing strength and muscle mass. Was even having a harder time remembering certain people's names and things that I knew, I knew. My face looked older and I had more wrinkles, and there was a noticeable decrease in my sex drive. And then one of the guests that I had on our podcast introduced me to a product called BioPro Plus that naturally boosts your IGF 1 and human growth hormone levels. If you haven't listened to that episode, go back and check out episode 265 on how to increase HGH, boost libido, and experience 68% better recovery with Dustin Baker. BioPro Plus contains a combination of powerful, natural ingredients for boosting HGH, human growth hormone, and IGF-1, like elk antler, tribulus, and shilajit, all in their purest and most potent forms. What's interesting is elk antlers are the only mammalian appendage capable of continuous regeneration. These antlers grow an inch or more per day and have the fastest growth rate of any organ in the animal kingdom. I started taking one glass vial every morning and holding it under my tongue for 90 seconds before swallowing. And before I'd even finished my first kit, I was getting compliments on my skin and how I looked five to 10 years younger. You can even go back and look at some of my social media videos from earlier this year and you'll see how big of a difference there is. Since then, my energy has increased. I feel more motivated. My libido and sex drive came back. I've been losing fat. I'm stronger and recovering faster from my workouts and my hair is coming in thicker and it even stopped falling out. If my story resonates with you, I highly recommend you try BioPro Plus for yourself. When you feel it, you'll understand what I'm talking about. And for a limited time, you can say, $30 on your order by going to bioproteintech.com and entering discount code biohacks. That's B-I-O-P-R-O-T-E-I-N-T-E-C-H.com and discount code B-I-O-H-A-C-K-S.